everybody. Welcome back to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. P-Dubs, how's it going? It's going good, buddy. Good to see you today. And, well, yeah, good to see you and everybody else. Uh, something new here, right, PD? Yeah, we're trying something new. I don't know how it's going to work, but we are trying to actually add a little bit of video to our podcast here. So if everything goes to plan, you don't only, aren't only able to just listen to it on your favorite podcasting program, or platform, but you're able to watch it now, and you can see P-Dubs and me interact with one another during the podcast, because I know that's a really thrilling thing to see. <laughs> There's so, so much to look at. Um, you know, you're a handsome guy. I'm well, just looking old and decrepit. Oh, but, I'm uh, looking a little older, too, these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, great to be here with everybody, and hope this new kind of venture works. And uh, and if uh, it doesn't, you won't have a video yeah, of this. They won't even know what we look like. So. so, But, yeah, we're just testing it out today and kind of playing around with it a little bit and thought, let's see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, hope everybody has been having a good uh, summer and I uh, know it's time for vacations and breaks and things like that and we you know speaking of breaks we've been on break for a couple bit not really because we're on vacation but we've had some busy weeks right because we had VBS then we had Shining Stars and I was on vacation mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah, and the 4th of July holiday and all that stuff and uh, so mm-hmm. it was it was the reason why we weren't together and uh, but enjoying being with kiddos <laughs> right and both of those camps and yeah, it was, it was a good. great time at both Shining Stars and VBS. A lot of kids, a lot of great conversations, mm-hmm. and so just a great time. But, you know, it's good to also be back in the studio recording the podcast. You know, when I walked in here this afternoon, I was like, oh, hello, friend. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for our topic today, we we're thinking about getting into this article I found on Relevant Magazine called Seven Things I Wish I Knew About Christianity before becoming a Christian. Mm. Oh, yeah, a little insight before getting to become a follower of Jesus. Sounds like lessons learned from somebody. Lessons learned, but I think it's a good reminder, because even as a Christian, Mm -hmm. these, I think, have some valid things to remind ourselves of. Yeah, for sure. So um, what was the first one that they came up with? The first one is, it's really hard. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, you know, uh, following Jesus can be hard, um, for sure. Right. It's not always an easy thing following Christianity because, you know, it says here, the first, it begins by saying there's a dangerous tendency to co- sugarcoat the Christian life and market it as an easy, joyous, successful, and wonderful alternative to the secular existence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it can be those things, but so can a secular existence. I mean, people can think, hey, I'm having a great life. I'm doing this mm-hmm. and that. And But uh, yeah, following the Lord is not the easy road. It's it's the difficult path. Right, that narrow kind of the path. The narrow, yeah, that's right. But some people think, oh, you know, once I become a Christian, everything's just going to fall into place. And mm-hmm. Yeah, my know- life will be just fine. Right, and we as Christians know... Uh, you know, you preached upon this past weekend about the yoke and the burdens that we carry in our lives, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just weigh us down. And some people think, "Oh, once you're a Christian, you don't have those anymore." Yeah, they're removed. No, not not so much. Um, you know, and like it says, you know, the Christian faith you'll surely have blissful moments, uh, but much of it requires demands, uh, service, sacrifice, dedication, right. humility, and things like that. Or even here where... Okay, that's, yeah, because I think it says messy. Did you say that one? Or? Oh, no, I didn't say it's messy, but yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. 
Yeah, so... Life is messy. Yeah, it says messy, grueling, uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So all those things that we sometimes think, oh, they're not going to be there when I become a Christian, mm-hmm. because God's got it all, which we know that as Christians that God has it all, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always kind of play out that way, or we forget about God, because, you know, we talked about before, where we like to take it back from God. We say, here's our stresses, and then we say, oh, well, let me take that back. Yeah, for sure. Well, and the other thing, uh, following Jesus requires extraordinary amount of time, energy, and effort, and grace. So, you know, uh, you, you have to, if you're going to commit your way to follow him, it takes extra time and energy to do that. Time alone in his word, time in prayer, worship, study, service. So it takes, that's how we grow, right? And mm-hmm. uh, even grace uh, among us Christians, we need to exhibit grace with each other. Right, and so and then it goes on to say, Christianity is often perceived as an escape mechanism, a crutch, a, wee, a way to easily avoid the harsh realities of life. But that's the exact opposite. It's a journey that embraces truth and confronts the world in brave, honest, and often painful, diff- painfully difficult ways. Mm-hmm. And this gets to you what you were talking about before we started to record. Yeah. Prepare yourself not just for the good, but also for the bad, and especially the ugly. Oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood said, "Good, the bad and the ugly theme song is just playing in my head right now. And if everything goes to plan, that will be playing right now on the podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm probably showing my age there, but I think that movie was back in the 60s, and uh, it was like one of the first Clint Eastwood movies I ever saw, and you know what they called them, Spaghetti Westerns. 1966 it came out. Yeah, it was a year old. Ooh, that's a lengthy movie. Oh yeah, it's a long one. Two hours and 58 minutes? Yeah, man, it takes a long time to... uh, to develop and uh you know there's a lot of uh oh let's say actors who aren't speaking english and mm. you know but there's an overdub and stuff like that so but yeah the old uh the theme song of the good the bad and the ugly and and so yeah um the christian life is every bit of that right for sure and so but you know we sometimes forget about that or know somebody just new to the faith and that's when we talked about whole like the journey of a disciple or the, mm-hmm. i think it was the journey of discipleship we called it when we started the one yeah. initiative right right was that some people say oh this is really hard and they get off right away yeah, off I'm that out. journey yeah i'm out so that's why it's good to kind of think of these things especially for those that are new to the faith like oh this isn't exactly what i thought it was mm-hmm. and here's some things to help keep them on that journey of discipleship yeah yeah even uh you know that those three words brave honest and often painful difficult ways you know um life is filled with pain uh, whether you're following Jesus or not and you know being a christian uh, helps you adopt um a mindset and a lifestyle of how to push through those painful things and hopefully find hope in the midst of it as opposed to despair you know Right. And but still, you, you were human. We can be in despair when we're going through tough times. Right. And like it talks about in there, even as a Christian, you know, they're talking about how we might use this as a crutch. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different things that people might use as a crutch in the midst of those hard times of life, whether it is drugs or alcohol or some other form mm-hmm. of that they try to turn to that's a negative that affects them. 
So it isn't necessarily a bad, this isn't a bad crutch like those things might be. This is actually for our good. Yeah, it's that whole escapism, right? Everybody wants to escape and feel good. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's certainly Christianity following the Lord is um, the best way to get through those tough times rather than rely on things that can cause more harm, body, emotional, and spirit kind of thing. Right, and that kind of leads into the next thing. The, on the list, it doesn't fix everything. Mm-hmm. And it begins that little section by saying, after hearing miraculous testimonies about people being healed, addictions overcome, lives tra- transformed, and being inundated with the biblical stories of redemption, hope, and reconciliation, expectations about Christianity can be pretty high. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the Lord does work and change lives, and uh, you know, but it doesn't happen to everybody in the same way. So, like, you know, someone could be struggling with an addiction, trying to follow the Lord, and you know, maybe they're doing good for a while, and uh, then that addiction has a stronghold on them, and they fall back to it, and uh, so there's no miraculous story there. I mean, I think of a friend who struggled with addiction that I knew that ultimately um, just succumbed to his addiction not too long ago. But, boy, when he was walking with the Lord, he was a bright light. But there was a, there was that inner darkness. So it, it doesn't fix everything like um, our earthly problems, right? Right, and I think that's a hard thing is people read, like as a toss spot there, you read the biblical stories a redemption or people having those miraculous things happen and we expect, oh, God's going to do this huge thing for me. Right. I see it in the Bible. Oh, wait, he's not doing it the Mm -hmm. way I thought. So then we get discouraged and maybe come off that journey of following Jesus as well there. Yeah. I mean, it talks about sicknesses don't go away easily. I mean, I've I've run into people who are Christians and maybe they lost uh, a loved one who was also a Christian and they prayed and prayed and prayed that that person would be healed. And then when ultimately their life, they lost their life because of the illness, then they got mad at God. They're like, right. well, wait, we believed, you know, in your word that you would heal this person. And and it just was right. like they were really hoping for the physical healing. Right. Um, God certainly healed them eternally. Right. right. And that's where we sometimes get caught off. There's like we have our own mind of how it's going to be happening and the healing but God's healing can be completely different, even if it is calling that person home to him in heaven, right. which is hard because we miss them here on this earth. Yet, ultimately, hopefully deep down, we can understand, wait, they are completely healed from everything in this world. Yeah. And it, and it's like people, you know, they say, oh, we had a life together and we had plans for the future and it now was our time. And now, why did God take this person away from me? And, um, you know, that's where... You know, it uh, doesn't fix everything. Like God, you know, God chooses whom and how to display his love, power, and grace, either through miracles or whatever. I mean, there's still present-day miracles where people, you know, they're cured. All of a sudden, they don't have that that diagnosis anymore, and it's kind of unexplainable. But um, most times, people succumb to their illnesses. Or even like, you know, the one other thing, 
after the sicknesses talks about broken relationships. Mm, yeah. Those don't always get better nope. or in like the timeline that we expect. Like mm-hmm. there's something I know I've talked about to people and I mentioned, I think in my Easter sermon about like the broken relationship between my aunt and our family. Right. Yeah. Where I never thought it was going to be a healed relationship. And I, it wasn't healed in the timing of my grandmother's life after by the time the Lord called her home, which would have been amazing. So that was hurtful, like, oh, I wish it would have happened sooner. Mm-hmm. But I saw still how God mended that relationship with my mom and her sister before my aunt passed away earlier this year. Yeah. And so, like, it was fixed. But if I would have had my way with it, I'd rather have seen that fixed by a time, like, my grandma passed away. Of course, yeah. So it shows even there, like, God can heal those broken relationships, and that's a miracle. And sometimes maybe we overlook those miracles in life because it's not the big thing, but it's that little miracle. Of course. Well, and I would contend that that's no little miracle. Right, I'm not saying that yeah, was. Right, yeah. But I was just kind of getting into that yeah. next idea that, like, we overlook some of those things. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and, you know, we're talking about how God works in our, our lives of faith. I think that's the next one, right? You don't, you won't have all the answers and that's, that's faith, right? you know, to believe in things that are unseen and yet to occur, um, you know, that, that requires us to trust and obey in the promises of the words of God and Jesus and, uh, what he says will happen, even as you said, not in our timeline. Right. Um, so we won't have all the answers of like, you know, why, why, why didn't your aunt reconcile with the family while your grandma was here? We don't have that don't answer. Don't know it. And, and, and But God does. Right, and he had a plan. And, mm-hmm. and that whole idea of he, we won't have all the answers, I think that's what a lot of people think. Oh, you Christians have all the answers mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, everything's there. You can have all the answers. But you know as well as I do that there's times where it's like, I don't have the answer. Like, especially when something bad goes, happens, like if somebody loses their life unexpectedly, right? or they have this broken relationship, or some tragic event happens, or even like COVID or like 9-11, those big tragedy, national tragedy, or worldwide as COVID was, mm-hmm. we could say, I don't know why this is happening. People might say this is what's happening, and this is why. But we really don't know for certain why these things happen. Right. But that's where our faith comes in that no matter what happens, we still trust in God and be like, it was part of God's plan. I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and like a lot of times us Christians think that we do have all the answers and, you know, we get to someone who's struggling and we say, uh, you know, um, you know, here's, well, you just need to have more faith. You know, like, and, uh, you know, and we start laying down some scripture verses and I don't know that that's overly helpful, you know, to someone who's struggling, but, um, sometimes us Christians think we have the answers. Oh, all you have to do is this or this or this. And it's like, well, like, uh, we had a couple of points up, you know, walking with Jesus is kind of messy sometimes. So uh, we don't proclaim to have all the answers. We don't have all the answers and we won't have them. And like, as you were talking there, I was almost thinking about the whole idea of like, when we're listening to somebody, are we truly listening to them or thinking, oh, here's going to be the answer. This is what they need Mm -hmm. to hear. Mm -hmm. When ultimately all they really need is us to just listen. Listen. And, you know, we won't have the answers. And we can say, you know, I don't know why this is going on but I'm here for you to support mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I know God is here for you. Yeah, right. And sometimes 
some people take that and find comfort in that. Other times feel like, okay, whatever. I don't, yeah. that's not really helping. It's not what I was looking for. Right. I want the answer. I want the answer. Yeah. So. Well, and when we don't get the answer, uh, it shows that uh, there's a lot for us to learn. Right. Which gets into our next topic of you never stop learning and changing. So, you know, you know, here I am in my uh, my fifties. Have have I, you know, stopped learning things? No, well, every I, day is a lesson. I thought you know everything. No, sir. <laughs> no, no, always learning, and you realize that you are changing. So, as it says. Your faith will change. Life happens. For example, we may grow older, get a job, meet new people, travel, understand new cultures, and, and so forth. Uh, but we'll experience thousands of different moments that ultimately shape and influence the way we think about God. So that's that's always cooking, you know, like what we're receiving uh, and experiencing in life and how we match that up with our faith in the Lord. Right, and I think that's one of the things I always liked about the Bible is how it's the living word, that it speaks to us in that given moment, that we can read the same text now or years ago or years in the future, and we'll have a whole nother maybe understanding or it'll apply in a different way, and that mm-hmm. speaks to that it's an ever-learning, ever-growing thing. Because, mm. I mean, you think about the studies that we've gone through going through the seminary. Mm. They teach you a whole lot in the seminary. Right. I mean, I can't speak to Fort Wayne, but I'm sure there's a ton of <laughs> stuff being taught at oh, Fort Wayne. Oh, boy, did they teach you. A ton of stuff, yeah. So, but, you know, we have all that information that we've been taught over the years, but there's still so much room to grow. Like, I mean, then again, I'm sure you know everything there is to know about Revelation. Oh, yes. You understand that perfectly. Expert on that one. right. But it's one of those things, like, we know that there's stuff in there that it's like, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. I got to study more. And that's for the whole scriptures. There's parts where it's like, I don't fully understand that. And even as pastors, it's like, hey, I need to go to sources that are more intelligent on those, like commentaries or other helps or different people we know speaking on that subject. Because I know you're a big fan of doing that for sermons, looking at Mm -hmm. what Chad Bird has to say, Mm -hmm. which is great. And I've been using the podcast and Concordia St. Louis has been putting out for sermons the last month or so since they started that. Way to support the alma mater. Oh, yeah. You know, got to support the alma mater, the green and gold <laughs> here of Concordia St. Louis. There you go. I Yeah. Uh, Fort Wayne uh, used to do that a lot, and there were there were a long stretch where I was following those podcasts. It was lectionary podcasts. They're, they're really quite good, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, in those listening to other speakers or teachers, it, it helps us grow and change uh, and keep learning. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. If we're not growing in our faith and we become static, that's a danger, you know? Right. And we kind of talked about that with the journey of following Jesus or that journey of discipleship. Mm-hmm. That's an off ramp of that kind of yep. what it's just, I can't think of what that one was, but there's something similar to that. That I think we just kind of stall out in an stall air out. and yeah. you don't keep moving through that. And that's right. why we want, you know, like when we're talking about it as a church, you want 25% in each of those categories. Right. So it's always moving and changing. Right. If you're not looking behind you to mentor someone along the way, um, you're going to stall out, you know, right. think, oh, I've, I've known it all. I've done my stuff. I've reached the point in my life where let someone else do it. Well, that's not the way of a disciple. Right. Moses had to get going when he was 80. Right. And I was so like, man. And so, yeah, it's that idea of looking forward and behind mm-hmm. and seeing what can I do to help somebody behind 
but what can I do to look forward to help me so I can continue to grow? And there's always ways, like, like I said, even though maybe you've read through the Bible like X amount of times, it still can speak to you in different ways because it's ever-changing based on your life circumstances and how life is shaping you, as it talked about, as you read, like, you know, our lives are made up of thousands, millions of different moments. Mm-hmm. All those play a role to shape who we are and how we act. Yeah, and, um, you know, you've been talking about the journey of faith, the cycle. Uh, they kind of talk about that. They use a term called the pilgrim's progress, right? And, and it says our faith is a pilgrim's process, progress, involving ups and downs and numerous changes. Many believers fearfully avoid change and see it as some sort of sin. And you can certainly go from a good belief to a bad belief kind of thing. Right. But it's just that kind of being aware and seeing, hey, I can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps us in the next category. The next thing it says, when you still make mistakes, mm. I think that idea of learning, like that idea of like, hey, even though I made this mistake, I can still be a follower of Jesus. I can still be a disciple. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to that ever-changing that you can understand and not think, oh, it's so rigid. Or like, it must be done this way. If it's not done this way, I'm off the track. I'm never going to get it fixed back. Yeah, I think right in the middle of our mistakes is where we experience God's grace, that he always uh, forgives us, welcomes us back into his presence and... Um, you know, extends, like it says, grace, mercy, and love to us, which is something we don't deserve as we continue to make mistakes or things of that nature, make bad decisions. Uh, But that's the assurance is like, you know, as any child, you know, with their parents, you know, it's like, oh, you realize you make mistakes and you hope mom and dad still love you and all this and that. Um, But our Heavenly Father's the same way. He, right. he knows that we're going to make mistakes, and He right. still welcomes us back to His like arms. The second paragraph in this little section, to be human is to blunder. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's a good word, to blunder. Right, and I think, so, you know, we've been talking about that idea of, like, understanding, hey, we're going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. but there's the other side, too, that it talks about in the first kind of couple sentences, is the self-righteous of, like, looking oh, down upon others yeah. and thinking... Oh, I can't do anything wrong because, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm a perfect person. Mm-hmm. But we do make mistakes and we have to be honest with ourselves to admit that, you know. Is it first John that talks about he who had like if you confess your sins? Yeah, if I you if you uh you'll deceive yourself so, if um you believe that you have no sins. Right. You know? The truth is not in you. Yeah. But yeah, we're all sinners, so we all have to understand that whole idea of like, hey. I am a sinner. I'm no better than the person next to me. We're all in the same boat when it comes to sin. Yeah, and that's where Paul's words are. We shouldn't think more highly of ourselves than someone else, you know. So that whole looking down, I think of the Pharisee who standing next to the man who's a tax collector, and he, he's looking down at him, I thank you, God, that I am not like that man, tax collector and sinner. And then that man goes and prays and beats his chest and Lord have mercy on me. And, you know, Jesus is like, well, who do you think who had the right prayer, you know? Right. And so, yeah, we, we shouldn't be looking down on people, especially uh, those who are, who are broken and seeking uh, restoration and for things that they've done, you know, we don't, we shouldn't, well, that's right. You got what you deserved, you know, and well, watch out, you'll get what you deserve with your self-righteousness. So. Right. 
Yeah. And that's why I like kind of the last couple sentences there, last sentence. You'll still fail, stumble, and make horrible decisions, but the difference is that you'll have the reassurance of God's grace, mercy, and love. Mm-hmm. It's and a great I, blessed reassurance. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that's you know helps me because we've all made, we've all fallen, we've all failed, we've all stumbled, and we've all made horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. But God still loves us, shows us His grace, mercy, and love. Yeah, and then uh, second to last is uh, Christianity is complex. What do you think? What do they mean by that? It's complex. Oh, that's a tough one. So I'm going to read what it says here. <laughs> The term Christian means many different things to many different people. There are hundreds of unique denominations, thousands of different churches, and a myriad of traditions and theologies intertwined within them. And isn't that the truth? And I think people get so caught up in those things of like, I'm Lutheran, I'm Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and Mm -hmm. then people are like, well, what's the difference between you and a Catholic or Baptist, Methodist, ELCA, or... AALC or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, mm-hmm. non-denominational, that we all have all these little differences, yep. or maybe major differences in some cases, mm-hmm. but it's like we still believe in the same Jesus. Yeah, you hope so. I right. think I think you know it could be said that most Christian denominations still believe in Jesus. Right. You know? So that's good. Um, but yeah, it's like um, that. Those those create divisions, debates, conflicts. Not mm-hmm. even with one body over another, but maybe within its own body. Right, because it's not like, you know, as LCMS pastors, not like there's differencing opinions of how Lutheran Church and LCMS churches are doing things. No, we all agree on everything. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as it says, overall, it's way more complicated than most people realize, but in in any event, God still works through all of these things even the complexities. So nothing is too complex with God. It's just complex to us in our human understanding. Right, because there's things that are hard to understand when it comes, and that goes back to that ever learning and growing, like, you know, the the Trinity. That's Mm -hmm. a tough concept, how we believe in one God, yet he's three persons. How does that work? It's like, that seems a little confusing. Math doesn't seem to add up there. Right, it's like uh, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he goes, you're a teacher of the law, and uh, I have to, you're asking me to speak to you in heavenly terms, but yet you don't understand things in earthly terms, and and so it's like, yeah, I mean the 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 spiritual or the heavenly realm, we're human beings. We're not going to fully understand it, and that gets into that fallen world and uh, yeah. that we live in in the last category, right? Of it's not us versus them, right? Right, And that's where I think we get a lot of that in our world today is like there's this divide between Christians and non-Christians in that both sides hate each other. Mm-hmm. And I would say for myself, and I'm sure I speak for you as a Christian, I don't hate somebody that's not a believer in Jesus. Right. And God doesn't either. He still no. sent his son to die for that person. Right. right. And as Christians, we want that person to come to that knowledge and know Jesus as their Savior. That's the whole idea behind our one concept that we've been mm-hmm. talking about for that been two years now, almost two. Almost, yeah. Wow, time flies. Yeah, because we prequel, we previewed it, didn't we? And, yeah. And uh, so it was about a, yeah. By this fall, it'll be two years, right? Mm-hmm. But so, like, I think that's where like the evil forces in the fallen world, like, they want to keep us as a divide because if non Christians think that Christians hate them, they're gonna stay away from them, mm-hmm. and Christians are like, well, they hate us, so why do I want to go to them? Right. Even though Jesus says, like, 
You're going to be hated. Right, right. Yeah, um, but there, it's a very real battle. You know, the us versus them is, is um, you know, it's, um, what does God's word say? It's not a battle of flesh and blood, but a battle in the heavenly realms, the spiritual forces. And um, so that's where the real battle is, and it's the Lord's with Satan. We're just in the middle of it. And unfortunately, because we have earthly eyes, we look at others uh, as part of the, as you were saying, the enemy. But really, it's not. You know, it's Satan's the enemy, and he's trying to to knock us away from any kind of relationship with God. Right, and and even that, like sometimes it gets into this little section where it's easy to become completely immersed within a Christian bubble mm. and alienate yourself from the rest of humanity, self-righteously judging, shaming, and fearfully avoiding the world around us. And that's not a good thing if we just immerse ourselves in our bubble, because mm-hmm. then we're not really following the Great Commission nope. of going and seeking the lost and sharing that good news of Jesus instead. And because when we're in our bubble, we're just like, well, whatever. Things to be them, they're yeah. going to have to deal with the consequences. Well, every human being, no matter what their disposition to faith is, they gravitate to people that are of like mind. You know, right. so that's easy to do, mm-hmm. uh, and so it would be easy. And and therein lies the separation of of people groups. And so, but if you're willing to cross that over and understand one another, and have you know, uh, you know, a respectful dialogue and. You could still be quite good friends, even right. if you if your core beliefs are, you know, different. Right, and that's okay that you can have different views. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, we got to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of being exactly. like, oh, I want to follow that viewpoint now. Right. But it's also good where maybe you can rub off on that positive influence of sharing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you don't, like, sell out or give in um, to something that's not of following the Lord, but, you know, you can still uh, have friendships, good, wonderful relationships, you know, with people who don't know the Lord, and and maybe God would find the right time to, you know, open up, you know, those possibilities for that person to know the Lord. But our job is just to love people, you know. Love them, and, you know, as we do spend time with people, maybe outside of the Christian bubble is the terminology we've been using. Mm Mm-hmm it opens up the door where maybe we can understand why a person has that viewpoint. Maybe they've been hurt by the church Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, how can I mend this or how can I show them that not all Christians are that way? Cause there are Christians that give Christians a bad name, just like there's non-Christians that give a bad name to a Mm non-Christian. Just because you're not a Christian doesn't mean you're a bad person in the way of the world. Right. Cause you can be a generous, kind, loving person Mm -hmm which is all great things for this world, not that it saves you for heaven, but, you know, not everybody's all the same, so we have to understand that, like, there's good and bad people on both sides of the spectrum. For sure, for sure. And, um, yeah, I I love how it wraps it up that God loves everyone. The message is radical and controversial and absurd, but it's according to the Bible. Uh, It's true, and as followers of Christ, we should boldly do the same. Um, so rest in the strength of Christ, follow him and his example, and, you know, the Lord will lead us and guide us. So, yeah. So that's just seven of the things that this author said, I wish I knew before about Christianity before becoming a Christian. Yeah. We should credit him, right? Stephen 
Matson. Uh, yeah, and I can always post the link in the yeah. description of the podcast or within the post. So, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully, you're able, if you wanted to, to see the video, the first video podcast yeah, that we hopefully have. Hopefully, it works. Hopefully, it works. And if it does, you'll get to see it. If not, we'll figure it out some point down the road and get it going that way as well. So, you can either just listen to us or watch us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.